Excuse me. Can I quit this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I told Eddie Murphy to stay in college so he'd have something to fall back on. <laughs> I did great advice. <laughs> Jackie, how about the lighter side of history? The lighter I'm side... I'm not done laughing at my joke! Okay. I know a lot of things and I share them on the podcast and you don't care. What are we talking about? We're I can't get a word in edgewise <laughs> on this show. I mean, it's... Here's how we sell it. Okay. Thank you for tuning in. I am Jackie Martling, and you are? Peter Bales. And this is Stand Up Memories, uh, which is? The perfect name for a podcast that is two stand-ups reliving memories about comedy and everything under the sun. Yes, and we're going to be discussing presidents today. Oh. And um, we have a specific reason, right? Right, because this is true. You're not going to believe it, but Jackie is actually related to we, a president. We don't know that. Well, I thought it was, that's pretty much established. But I have news. You do. The, the rumor in my family forever has been that Theodore Roosevelt's father sired my great-grandfather. And as of this afternoon, we have a Roosevelt in Texas that is willing to give us DNA, who is the direct Y chromosome from Theodore Roosevelt's father's brother. And so we're going to have a Y chromosome from one side and a Y chromosome. We're going to know definitively <laughs> within the next few weeks whether or not the rumor that Theodore Roosevelt is my great-grandfather's illegitimate half-brother is true or not, which is really exciting and really fun. <laughs> and the more evidence that comes out, the you know, circumstantial evidence about their relationship just makes it so believable. But that's fun. So we thought we'd talk today, and I was going through the different silly things that I know about presidents, because of course when I was a kid, all I knew was jokes. <laughs> and one of the first jokes I remember hearing was uh, Abraham Lincoln wrote the Gettysburg Address while traveling to Washington on the back of an envelope. <laughs> Which is just so silly. So silly. And also, uh, George Washington was First in George Washington was first in war, first in peace, first in the hearts of his countrymen, but he married a widow. <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't he wasn't always first. Martha is. Washington, a wonderful marriage without children. And George Washington and Lincoln, I'm sure people all agree, uh, are our two greatest presidents. And you are, I predict. We'll update this in a future podcast that Jackie Marling is related to the illustrious Teddy Roosevelt. And it's not surprising there's a scandal involved, very scandalous for I, that I time. I already have a place picked out on Mount Rushmore for myself. <laughs> and it's very exciting. But re just recently, in the last couple of weeks, we got a copy of a, of a newspaper article in Was from Washington when Theodore Roosevelt came back to Oyster Bay for the first time since becoming president in 1901, and he returned in 1902, and it references his uh, 
his pal Frank Hall, who worked side by side with him at the White House and also yeah. side by side with him in Sagamore Hill, and Frank's daughter, Dorothy Hall, who's my grandmother. I love it. I love it. It's, and it's just fun. It, it doesn't mean anything. People are like, what? And my girlfriend Barbara said, What are you going to do if you find out it's not true? I said, Well, we're going <laughs> to know once and for all. It's like, you know, it's, it's something we've been chasing for a long time. Real quickly, the rumor. I didn't find out about this rumor until everybody that could have helped me find out was dead. <laughs> I found out about it from my 93-year-old aunt. And so there was nowhere to go. So we've been poking here and poking there. And so we're searching around and searching around. Well, as a historian, I'm not comfortable talking about people who are alive. I love when they're dead. Teddy Roosevelt. I like the guy. I think he was a great president. He was a progressive Republican back in the day when the Republicans could be progressive. And he is maybe the most famous Long Islander ever to live. Jackie and I are proud Long Islanders, and this show comes to you from Long Island. And, and I'm from Oyster Bay, where every, t every place you turn is Roosevelt, Roosevelt, Roosevelt Park, Good. Roosevelt Field, Roosevelt this, Roosevelt that. And I am so sure if he were alive today, he would hate me. <laughs> he would have been the first guy to take a machine gun and mow down the hippies in the late 60s. I know. don't know, but I think he would have loved your jokes. I'll tell you that. I, I think know. he would have loved your jokes. He was an incredible personality. He had to be the center of attention. They used to say that when he went to a wedding, his biggest desire was to eclipse the bride. Now, see, I don't know any of this. I love you. Oh, I don't love what a personality. I, I mean, I just, you know. And he loved giving speeches. They have recordings of him, a high-pitched voice, uh, very interesting sound. Sagamore Hill, that Jackie mentioned, is in Oyster Bay. That was his famous home. Here's a great story for you. Teddy is giving a speech from his Victorian porch at Sagamore Hill. Loved talking to the crowd. And he's firing away, and he gets a heckler who'd had a bit to drink, who interrupts the president and says, my grandfather was a Democrat, my father was a Democrat, and I'm a Democrat. And Teddy goes, well, if your grandfather was a jackass, and your father was a jackass, what would that make you? And the guy goes, a Republican. Oh, that's... That's a classic story. That is a classic story. I love it. And you're related. That's a funny man. I don't like when he gets beaten, but that's funny. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, for argument's sake, if you visit Sagamore Hill, you can actually go on that porch and yes. sit in the rocking chairs up there. Yes. And um, yeah. it's, it's, it's a national historic site that was made into a national historic site by my great uncle Len wow. and Roosevelt's daughter, Ethel Roosevelt Derby. Wow. See the connections here? Well, theoretically, Teddy was Uncle Len's uncle. Well, that's... You know what I mean? It's... And I'm jealous of that because my most famous ancestor was a female impersonator in New Orleans in the 1890s. I mean, this lineage you have... That's what... You know, when I first saw your wardrobe, I was suspicious. <laughs> You know so what? Funny. Teddy was extremely nearsighted. He's fascinating. Napoleonic complex, rel relatively short, 5'7", five, 5'8", five, um, worked out to compensate for that. He was a sickly child with asthma. 
but super smart, got super strong, worked out with a medicine ball. Anybody out there remember the medicine ball? Jeez, you used to throw that back. That's before and our time. Right. <laughs> Made himself very macho, very strong, hunter. And, uh, and he was such an egomaniac. You know well, the you stories can say about that. him shooting the rhino. There's like 12 natives, all with <laughs> rifles, and Teddy, and they all shot the rhino. At and, the same time. Right, and they, they, they said he, you know, he, he, his glasses were this thick. He, it's a miracle he In didn't fact, shoot one of the natives. Right, know? well, they knew this guy's paying their bill, you know, and they don't want him to be killed by the, he's, they're very near sighted. Good shot, Sahib. You know, of course, 12 <laughs> people fired at the moment that he fired. They got the rhino. They got the rhino. You know, and the conservative uh, Republicans and Democrats in America at the time are toasting health to the rhinos. You know, good luck to the rhinos because Teddy had enemies. But he was worried about his nearsightedness, not that there's anything wrong with that, and would have three pairs of glasses on his person at all times. And Is, is that true? That is true. And he um, is rumored to have inspired the cartoon character that... Uh, most older people know about, uh, Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo. Now, but I, you asked me about Magoo before. Yeah, I, I looked it up. It's not it, true. It's not true. It's a rumor. It's one of those things. It's but not true. If you're nearsighted, it, you know. it makes sense. But I got to tell you, I, interestingly enough, you know who inspired Mr. Magoo? Well, the nearsighted gets into trouble all the time cartoon character that boomers remember from their youth, um, W.C. Fields inspired Ah. Mr. Magoo. Extremely interesting. Um, but Teddy did inspire the teddy bear. That's absolutely true. That's true. Bigger than life. You know, the Rough Riders. I can't believe I, the guy died at like 61. He did so much. He packed so much into those 61 I know. Years. It was six, I think it was 65 around there. Heart ailment. No, no, 61. 61, he, he died he at 68. He was six, born in sure? 58, and he died in uh, 1919 in his sleep at Sagamore Hill. As he was getting uh, ready to run again for president in 1920. Uh, but he died. I think he would have won in 1920. Uh, and how different our history would have been. And, of course, my great-grandfather would have been vice president had he, not, <laughs> had he not died in 1916. Can you imagine a president... <laughs> setting up a boxing ring on the lawn of the White House so he can go out and box during the day to get his exercise. And people wanted meetings with him. And, for example, the Secretary of the Treasury would say, I need to talk to the President. And they would say, well, you know, you got to book a few rounds. You, you want to talk to the President, you got to go and box a few rounds with the President. And in between rounds, maybe you can talk to him about the budget. This is the kind of a presidency this was. Do you know that Teddy took a shot to the eye when he was boxing. And he went blind for three months. And he said, don't anybody tell my wife I'll get in trouble. And nobody knows why, but it cleared up. He got his eyesight back in the one eye. That is so crazy. But this is a is huge family. Get that horse out of the White House. You know, that it was, it was an anybody, insane time. He could be despicable, too, because there's a famous story of him riding on, his, on the horse from Sagamore Hill to Oyster Bay. And a dog come and run, run wow. out and biting at the horse's heels. And the next day when he's riding into Oyster Bay, the dog came running out. And Roosevelt blew his head off with the gun. And that's a true story. And it's like 
you know, you don't want to hear that stuff. You How know, are the teachers in elementary school missing that story? I don't. I, it's, it's amazing. I don't, don't have any that. idea. Now, I, I'm sure that we are nearing the end of of this episode, and I'm going to make a complete U-turn craziness here because you said if you want to talk to the president, you have to go out and box a few rounds. So I watched this movie the other night, Clark Gable movie, Mogambo, and to get the natives to take him on this gorilla hunt, he had to do this thing, they had a name for it, and he stood there against a wall, and the natives ran up, and about eight or ten different natives threw spears at him, like, like in a sideshow, whoop, 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 and I, I mean, it was, it was frightening, frightening. But what was most frightening is they catch, they're going to catch a leopard in a net. You know, they have a net set to catch leopards or gorillas, or whatever, and as they're lowering the net, they're going, wah-bay, I'm like, that's Murray the K's chant from 1010 Wins. You remember Murray the Murray Kaufman and the submarine Murray the race K, watch? 1010 Wins, which was a rock station then, and that's his chant. That was his chant, and I'm watching Murray K's chant on Mogambo with Clark Cable. I mean, to, to lift that and put it so out of, pl I mean, that's beyond brilliant. I mean, it was exactly, whoa, babe. Come uh, and oh, I've, I've been laughing Did at they that for a week. do that on purpose? Did the movie do that on purpose? Do what? Put that chant in no, there. No, that, that movie was made in like 1953. Mary was 10 years later. Well, then it's a coincidence. It, it, I'm, I'm a little if slow. If you hear them, <laughs> if you hear them, there's no way. He definitely saw that and thought, That might be very, very funny. And he took that and he put it into his radio show. Wow. That, which is just such a non sequitur. It is a non sequitur, but... I, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't turn on my iPhone and record it off the movie, which I probably should have, because it's just, it's just not believable. I don't mean it was close. I mean it was exact which is just so fun. I love it. I love it. Only you would notice that. Murray the K? One more story about Murray the K. He was supposed to go out to dinner, him and his wife, with somebody, and he couldn't go because him and another guy, that they were going, they were going to dinner, and he was supposed to be writing a song for Bobby Darren, and they were late. I don't know if this is true, but it's a great one. And... They're sitting at the piano, and his wife comes over and says, all right, all right, come on. Well, no, we got to write a song. Yeah, splish, splash, I was taking a bath. How's that sound? Come on. <laughs> and they went to dinner, and that was a monstrous hit. <laughs> Even if that's not true, that's a very funny song. You know, hey, how's this? Splish, splash, I was taking... Because the first time you hear that song, you're like, what kind of song is that? If it, Bobby Darren was a huge singer in the late uh, 50s, early 60s, And he tried to make the transition into rock and roll and hippieville, but, uh, and that didn't work. And when we went back to his roots, everybody loved him again because he was incredible, Bobby Darin. He was he was great. He was a great entertainer, you know. But you mentioned 1010 Winds Radio. Remember the days of AM radio? There was no FM yet. 
The Beatles came to New York and WABC, which was a, uh, the number one rock station back then, was covering the Beatles coming to the airport, coming to the Plaza Hotel, the huge crowds playing Beatles music and getting, Jackie, are you ready, a 75% share. That is unheard of in the radio. That's unheard of for any radio program ever. And Murray the Kinney, Murray the K finagled his way into their hotel room and broadcast it on 1010, which was absolutely unheard of. It, it, it was, you know, I, th I think we, uh, we're probably rolling to a close. Uh, in a future episode, we will have a very, very interesting story about Bobby Darren and a couple other celebrities that are connected by a very, very weird happenstance. And do you know what I'm talking about yet? I don't. I want to hear this. Come back and see us again, won't you? This is Stand Up Memories with Peter Bale and Jackie Martin. Hey, a new episode of Stand Up Memories every Wednesday. How exciting is that? It's starring me, Peter Bales, and right here, Jackie the Joke Man Martin. Please follow us on social media. Search it out. What is it? MeSpace? MySpace? Your space? TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Do da, do da.